Welcome to Supercast, MCCC GP Training's podcast dedicated to our GP supervisors. Brought to you by MCCC Supervisor Professional Development Team. Welcome everyone to this special episode of Supercast where we're focusing on remote ECTVs, remote external clinical teaching visits for our registrars. And today we've got uh, three guests uh, just exploring their experiences of the remote ECTV framework. Uh, And this is for those that are unfamiliar with this terminology where a medical educator sits with a registrar during a whole session of consulting this time remotely. Normally it would be face-to-face, but this is done remotely via a Zoom platform. So we've got a various experiences. We've got to start off with uh, hearing what it's like as a registrar. So hi, Catherine. Thanks for um, being part of this podcast. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure interviewing um, you because I understand you've had a remote ECTV. Is that correct? Yes, I did. And it's a pleasure to be interviewed. Yeah, great. All right. Well, the idea of here is just to get your perspective as a registrar, um, just how that went. So firstly, I mean, how did you find the experience of having a remote uh, external clinical teaching visit, which was, was very external when it's remote? Um, I think to to start with, this is my fifth ECTV. So I have had experience with face-to-face ECTV the whole last year, and there were four of them. And this time, it certainly feels really unusual because um, we're doing it remotely. Um, I wouldn't say it was bad. It was actually quite pleasant for me. And mine, um, to be honest, I, I would like to think that it went pretty well and pretty smoothly. So my experience was good uh, with the remote okay. CTV. Great. Okay. And so if you mentioned you've had um, previous CTVs. I understand you're GPT-3. Um, so with your previous ones, they were face-to-face and comparing it to this one, what was what were the differences that you noticed? I think with face-to-face, things are just, um, it's, it feels different to be able to see the external supervisors face-to-face because you're able to communicate a bit more efficiently. So you're able to read each other's facial expression and body language, and there's no, you know, there's no bleeps um, when it comes to reading each other from via a screen. And so I think communication-wise, it's more efficient, and it it certainly feels closer as well when you're sitting in a room with your external supervisor. Um, I guess you know, in this strange time, everyone craves a bit of human contact. So that's what I felt like was missing out during the um, remote ECTV. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it's actually a bit a bit like telehealth, isn't it? Uh, you're right. missing that that face to face contact itself. Yeah. Were there any advantages in uh, that you can think of in terms of having this remotely compared to face to face? Is there anything that was easier? I think from the supervisor's uh, point of view, definitely not needing to travel all the way to somewhere remotely, um, it, it would be the great advantage. Um, second of all, I think um, being, especially when I bring patients into my room, having someone sitting there, it, it, it feels a bit uh, uncomfortable for patients. And from registrar's point of view, although you have talked like previously when I did the face-to-face ECTV, although I have told patients that this person is here to to supervise me and to watch what I'm doing, they will still turn around to the supervisor and 
it feels like a second opinion for them that they can seek for. So I think that's the great advantage of doing this remotely because it's just a screen sitting at a corner of the room. So the patients kind of just forgot that, you know, there's a third party in the room watching them. Yeah, so certainly less intrusive in terms of the normal dynamics of the consultation. Yeah, that's right. And did you have, do you recall when you had this uh, remote ECTV, did you do any telehealth during that time or was it all face-to-face consulting? Um, If I wasn't wrong, I had five patients booked in and there was only one telehealth. Okay. And how did that one go? It was pretty easy. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a video conference call. It was a phone call. So I had it. I had my phone next to the telephone and had it. You know. Um, so so the whole conversation was actually heard by the uh, the external supervisor and I with the patient. So it wasn't. It, it was really smooth. Yep. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And was there anything the um, your supervising educator um, had done to help? make you feel a bit more comfortable with the process given that they weren't able to be there face to face? Oh sure it's great. Um the night before my remote ECTV she actually gave me a call and just told me what's gonna happen and and just to troubleshoot on the way. Um if things don't go well, don't stress about that. I think that's a really reassuring thing because I mean this is everyone's first time so no one knows what's happening. And yeah. in my mind I thought if we need to get this done, let's just get it done, you know, just go in and do, and, and just do it, you know, with that kind of spirit. Yep. And look, um, I think everyone's fear is the technology sort of letting us down. Uh, how mm-hmm. did that work? Um, the initial 10 minutes, it, it took us to, you know, to get into the Zoom link. Um, it took us around 10 minutes, but we troubleshooted with just, you know, calling each other and keep trying. And eventually we got there. So I would say a lot, a bit more time at the initial bit where you're trying to dial into the Zoom meeting. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and had you been familiar with the platform beforehand? Was this a new experience for you as well? <laughs> with my family, <laughs> where my mum was just showing her lower half of the face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, we've all had forward um, conversations yeah. with our families. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Uh, and look, if um, if there are um, educators that are going to be doing these visits with their registrars, have you got any tips for them? Anything you would recommend from your experience that they could take on board? Um, definitely have a chat with each other um, via phone before the ECTV happens. That's one thing. Second of all, I think just to have a rundown of what's going to happen and tell the registrars where to set the phone, I mean, the tripod, in the room so that you know in the middle of it you don't need to keep adjusting it um have that have that already and also the third thing is to i think what worked well for me is that my um external supervisor told me to tell the patient that you know she's there and make a small introduction before all the consultation happens so that worked really well for me yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think you mentioned the advantage of not being too intrusive, but it could also have the disadvantage of, of almost being ignored and forgotten about and it needs appropriate consent. So yeah. the introduction at the start would be really helpful. That's a great tip. Mm. It sounds like you had a good experience. Like I say, it, was, it wasn't bad, but, you know, yeah. if, this is, <laughs> if this is required and, you know, in this time to keep everyone safe, I guess you just want yeah. to do it. Yep, yeah, Absolutely.
Great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing experiences. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up? Mm, I think um, what I would like to say is sometimes don't overthink it. Just set it up and get it done. And it, it's not as bad as you think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> like many things in life. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Catherine. No worries. Okay, our next guest is uh, Peter Allenby, who is um, has been involved with really helping uh, MCCC set up our, our IT platform. Um, Peter, uh, tell me more about your role with MCCC. What do you do and what's your official title? Yeah, thank you, Paul. Um, I'm the Senior Manager of ICT within MCCC, which means I'm the, uh, the Senior Exec for the IT operation. We, we provide services to assist uh, medical educators and delivery of education out to registrars and supervisors. And we we support a lot of the technology platforms that go behind the operations of the organisation. So anything technical is being delivered from ICT. Uh, excellent. Okay. Um, and uh, have you found this year has been uh, particularly busy from an IT point of view, given that we're working from home, et cetera? It's been a very interesting year. Um, I, I haven't had a uh, the uh, pandemic uh, before, but uh, I was interestingly involved with some of the planning that came out of this, out of uh, the SARS virus in 2004, um, and that was with the Department of Transport. So that was hugely interesting in um, the the hard decisions being made and the technology decisions around uh, transport in particular as well. So I found this to be quite confronting. Um, I'm actually really proud of what we've been able to do within ICT. They say that uh, uh, the greatest motivator for technology change has been really COVID. Uh, We've done things within weeks that would normally take us months and years. So uh, we've been able to get MCCC to continue to provide educational services via other means. And we have lost the face-to-face, but we've gained Zoom and we've gained other ways of doing things. Mm. So it's been particularly interesting for us. Absolutely. I think a lot of us have been on many, many learning curves as this year's been progressing. Now, speaking of Zoom, um, there's been some, I suppose, public concerns about the online video conference platforms, um, not just Zoom, but Zoom in particular, particularly early on in this um, pandemic with isolation. Uh, what what do you know of in terms of medical organisations, including the medical defence organisations? What have they had to say about these platforms and, and specifically around Zoom? Because that's what we're using at MCCC. Yeah, look, it's interesting you say about the medical defence organisations. We were particularly um, understanding of the importance of the NBOs for GPs and for, and for supervisors. So we looked at six MDOs uh, focusing on the referenceable information that was available, things like policy documents or on their website, um, and information about telehealth. And um, um, importantly, all six covered claims for telehealth. Uh, they tended not to be directive about what software we should use. Most said that the freely available software was acceptable. Uh, some said that Skype might be, in a, be inappropriate. So, so the MDOs were reasonably open, but importantly, they all clo- that, that they all covered claims. Uh, we also looked at the Commonwealth Department of Health and said the Medicare services can be provided by widely available applications such as Zoom and uh, uh, the DHHS uh, also um, also mirrored that approach. Um, 
ISVGP, ACRIM, they also supported the free use of software with clinical settings. So there was not a lot of direction in terms of what we should or should not use. Uh, so ultimately, we, we selected Zoom for, for the good user experience, which we felt to be absolutely paramount. Um, and Zoom also provided us uh, a video platform with a secure uh, setting as well. So the the great user experience with with the with the security was the reason why we went with Zoom. Okay, yeah. And so for those of us using Zoom, and I know a lot of the medical educators um, will be using Zoom for these remote ECTVs, um, and and we'll have the registrars and supervisors at the other end. Uh, are there any specific settings that should be enabled to enhance Zoom's uh, improved security features? Um, we've considered. We've configured our installer Zoom so that we can take advantage of the, of the security features. So, so every Zoom meeting has a system generated meeting ID, it's got a password and, and they've got enabling without a host. So when a, there's a meeting being set up by either the TSOs or the MEs, use the MCCC installer Zoom and use the default settings. It's as simple as that, use the default settings. So you've really sort of set it and forget it. Um, yes. Yeah, good. Okay, so that makes it user error is um, uh, minimised. I would never say avoided, but minimised in that regard. Right. Minimised. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, while we've got you, um, yeah, we, we've talked a bit about Zoom, and uh, yeah, at least I, I found the user interface uh, very, very helpful and uh, not too complicated. It's really uh, quite a clean platform. Um, but I'm thinking about just broader uh, internet security. Uh, there's been a number of um, concerns with big organisations, and uh, we're not certainly a, a small organization in ourselves um, but are there any tips you can give us uh, while we've got you just about internet security in general uh, particularly for the those um, listening in their clinical practices I'd probably just um, be a little bit straightforward about it uh, um, as it particularly relates to ECTVs uh, look don't go into re into the recording of consultations unless you've really planned it well uh, you're getting right into the middle of uh, the Privacy Act and it's not something you wish to be in so while we're talking about ECTVs, don't press the, the record button. Um, the other thing is that with COVID on us, we're using computers much more and we're using them in settings where there's all, there are more, more of uh, the vulnerabilities within our home networks, for example. So the risk of a cybersecurity incident is actually quite high at the moment. So the same as we're being really vigilant around COVID-19, we also have to be really vigilant around cybersecurity and the opportunity for the people to be in our networks. We don't want them there. So be careful with your emails and look odd, you know, delete them. Install a quality virus protection on your PC um, and don't just be satisfied with a free product. Go for something that you actually pay for. You get what you pay for, purchase it, install it, use it. And that's it, Paul. Just go for those two things. Yep, Keep away from recordings okay. and be really careful. Yep. So, I mean, fairly common sense stuff, but um, yeah. know, common sense isn't all that common. So, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing, reminding me um, to make sure we've got, uh, you know, putting, putting those simple things, relatively simple things in place. Um, so, yeah. Peter, before before we let you go, um, if uh, any supervisor out there wants to contact you to ask any particular questions around IT with MCCC, uh, what's the best method of getting hold of um, some advice? Uh, the best method is uh, email helpdesk at mccc.com.au. That's one word, helpdesk at mccc.com.au. And ask to speak to me and then I'll call the person up.
Thanks, Peter. Uh, I'm further enlightened after our discussion and, and look forward to catching up with you at another time. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. All right, so my next guest is uh, Jacinta, one of our medical educators, and she's going to be joining us and just we're going to have a a chat about um, what the experience is like and and what some of the logistics are around organising these remote ECTVs. Um, Welcome, Jacinta. Thanks for having me aboard, Paul. Yes, this is your first supercasting, so Mm. uh, welcome and thank you for spending some time with us. Um, I want to just start off with asking you about... um, these these visits that you know they're remote so you don't end up being you're not booking a time to actually visit the clinic but how do you go about from an educator's point of view um, setting up these visits with the registrars and the practices yeah so we start off with the usual way that we would normally sort of contact the practice manager arrange a time that would suit everybody including the supervisor and the registrar at the same time uh, once we've got that confirmation then all I'm doing is um is just setting up a Zoom meeting, uh, which is exceptionally easy to do. Um, I'm just setting up the time. Then I just send that link uh, via email over to the practice manager. Uh, And often I'll sort of CC in the um, the registrar as well as the the supervisor as well. So everybody's got access to the link. Then there's a couple of options there. I'll also um, attach in a couple of, you know, the guiding documents so that if they've got further questions about it, um, that they can... Um, they can access those. And I also pop a note in there down the bottom that if the, um, if you know, the, the registrar, who's the person I'm working the most with in terms of the technology, if they would like a practice run in the days leading up, then all they need to do is contact me and I'll set up an additional link that we just go in and we do a practice run to make sure that the technology will work for the actual ECTV visit. And uh, from your experience so far, have you found um, any particular technological um, traps that people have fallen into? Any any difficulties? Uh, No, I've done it a couple of different ways. Uh, A couple of different ways have been, one, using the desktop computer within the clinic um, as the, you know, that they're logging logging in with with Zoom and making sure that they actually, you know, the microphone and the... um, and the, the hearing part of it, the volume, actually works well on that. Um, more recently, though, we've moved a lot more of the registrars are actually using their iPhone or their mobile phone uh, and using that so that that way it's a bit more mobile and so using that to sort of position it face-to-face for when we're having a um, registrar and medical educator discussion at the beginning and then actually turning it around so that I can see the, um, both the patient and the registrar while they're practising and then turning that back around and sort of being a bit more mobile with that. Um, and that's worked quite well as well. Okay. And I've heard a couple of uh, the educators have also used sort of two Zoom meetings simultaneously, one to mm-hmm. screen share the note writing or the medical record um, and the other one to look at the, the actual physical consultation. Is that something you've done as well or is it? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's universally used, but it's something uh, I've heard around the traps. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so definitely I had one patient who, sorry, one registrar who was going to be using, um, who was almost exclusively doing telehealth appointments. So we set up two. So one was so that I, she could screen share uh, the notes page so that I could actually see what my registrar was typing. And that allowed me to sort of figure out, okay, when is she typing and what information is she actually writing down? And is it appropriate? Is it too much? Is it not enough? Which sometimes you actually don't even see in a, in a face-to-face ECTV. And then, um, and, and also had the phone so that we could do sort of a, a video face-to-face and feel quite connected that way uh, and that actually worked quite well so 
it's really nice to have the option of being quite sort of, oh, what else could we try? What else would work? And be a bit MacGyver in your approach to things. Yep. Excellent. Okay. So, um, that sort of covers, the, I suppose, how the logistics, it sounds quite simple and straightforward once you've got a, a reasonable process. Um, in terms of the actual educational experience, how did you find that from an observer's point of view doing that remotely? Um, you know, I think everything is everything is upside down in the world with, uh, with COVID at the moment. So I think everybody's had to learn to be really flexible and adaptive. And I think that's sort of the role of a GP as well, to be quite flexible. So, um, so that's almost been quite enjoyable to figure out what are the ways that we could make this work and what are the really key important parts of that um so i think from an education point of view the the best bit has definitely been sort of actually just having a face-to-face contact with um with the registrar and checking in um from a pastoral care point of view first of all and then um and then education wise again it sort of worked quite well when i could actually see what they were typing as i said before that sometimes I've not been able to actually see how much they're typing or what they're typing. Um, You're just sort of seeing them sort of clicking away on a computer. So actually seeing their screen and seeing the information and at what point are they clicking in and watching and sort of checking out what's the past history? What are they doing before the patient enters the room and what sort of information are they gathering to help sort of form form opinions and thoughts sort of prior to, uh, to what the person's coming in the room for? So, um, mm. so it's been sort of quite an interesting experience that way. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I hadn't thought about areas that you may not have had access to or be, you know, as aware of previously. And uh, this has given you sort of uh, an opening to, at least in terms of this content, um, the, the record keeping part of things. Are there any other areas of, of the consultations that you found um, this remote platform has facilitated that otherwise face-to-face may have been? I mean, I'm wondering whether... Um, for example, not, not being present in the room has, has allowed a much more naturalistic feel. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have feel? to agree with that because when somebody's sitting in the room, sometimes um, both patients and uh, and registrars can act slightly differently. So when, so obviously I'm face-to-face and have my microphone on when I'm talking sort of to the registrar. When I say, and I usually give them the heads up and say, okay, when you bring your patients in, I'm actually going to mute myself so you can't hear anything that's going on at my end, but I'm also going to um, blank off my um, my video as well so that you're not going to be distracted. And I found that there's an initial sort of minute or so where people are being a little sort of, you know, quite superficial. Then they often forget that I'm there at all. And then you start to see a bit more of a natural um, sort of how they usually are without somebody sort of forcefully sitting in the room and changing the dynamic of things. So it's actually been really quite nice. And how do you negotiate the, the patient consent side of things with the registrar um, and I suppose that some of the privacy considerations around um, having a third party in the consultation. Yeah, so as always, there's always a consent form um, and so the consent form has been specifically designed to uh, to to cover being a remote thing. Um, I'll often actually get my registrar just before we bring the first patient in, I'll say, don't forget to remind them that, you know, although they've signed the consent form, just remind them that there's somebody on the video that, um, that I'm another doctor, that I'm not, um, I'm not recording any of this information uh, and that there's nobody else in the room. So in terms of privacy, that's how that's remained. And I just sort of make sure that every patient um, is aware that that's it. And the registrars have been great and you hear them actually sort of walking into the, you know, walking into the room saying, you know, I know you signed the consent form, but this is, these are the things. And nobody's actually had a problem um, in terms of privacy at all. If there are any issues with privacy, you know, we've got quite a um, significant document about how to actually cover, um, you know, what 
what Zoom is sort of yeah is covering and, and that it's actually a very safe platform um, in terms of um, safety and privacy. Yeah, we, we just heard from Peter, mm. our IT specialist, right. giving us some ideas of mm. what MCCC have put in place to, to ensure there's uh, good security measures and also the mm. advice not to not, not to press the record button so because our mm. recording and consultation adds a whole le- level of medical legal responsibility that we don't n- need for an ECT, ECTV, yeah. even if done remotely. Yeah. Um, look, just to wrap things up, mm. um, have you got any tips that you can sort of share with us from for anyone, I suppose, whether this is an educator listening, mm. a supervisor listening in, or even a registrar listening in, um, you know, about possibly about to undergo one of these meetings? Um, any tips you've got from your experience that, that can help them go that through their way through this? Yeah, I think uh, I think the the hot tip is that your your phone or iPad or laptop um, battery will will run out far quicker than you expect. So always bring a charger in with you, um, and you better just to pop it on to charge early, um, and we'll sort of continue to check the charge. Um, bring in something like some extra blue tack or something so you can actually move around where the phone will be. Um, so that that phone or the the video part of it, so that I can see what's happening, um, is actually focused. And spend a couple of extra minutes at the beginning checking that the setup is right, um, checking that everybody knows. And I think the other uh, thing that I've always done is um, is I've often sort of checked that I've got the registrar's mobile phone number, um, so that if there's a technology fail, I often say, if the technology drops out, don't worry, I'm going to um, I'll bring I'll bring us both back into that, and I'll be in charge of that. If there's any major issues, then I'll give your phone a call straight away. And if you've got any concerns, then you can reach me on this number. So I've definitely tried to sort of make sure that we've got multiple options. So if one part of the technology fails, and we've got lots of other options as well. Um, but done that. It's, I mean, it's really been quite enjoyable. It's nice to do. Uh, it's nice to do an ECTV with um, with other boots on your feet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and for supervisors listening in, any things they could consider in terms of how um, they can maximize the educational opportunity for their registrars yeah I think um, I think for the supervisor it's, it's always great when the supervisors come into the room and they've got um, they've got some areas that you know they've recognized with the registrar and say I think the registrar is really strong with this point um, I think we could work more on this and I think that we could you know try this and try some other ideas and I mean you think of the you know medical educator as another sort of another person who's assessing things to try and help our registrar. So the more feedback you can give us about areas they could strengthen would be great. Brilliant. All right. Thank you very much, Jacinta. Um, I understand ECTVs remotely mm-hmm. a lot better having had this conversation and I'm hoping our listeners are also are along for that journey as well. So thanks for sharing things. Anything else you'd like to add before we, we sign off? No, thanks so much for your time today. It's um, yep, always a pleasure. Pleasure. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot. If you are finding this episode of use, please subscribe to the MCCC GP Training Supercast via iTunes, etc. We value your input and ideas via the usual communication channels or via my email, paul.grinzy at mccc.com.au. Now, thank you for listening to Supercast, MCCC GP Training's podcast dedicated to our GP supervisors. Until next episode from Supercast, happy supervising. Happy supervising.